folks, we are back eventually. Uh, it's our 29th try at trying to make this work. Technical problems have held us back, but it's a new season. It's a new episode of the Red White Podcast. And thanks for joining us, Dustin. Welcome back. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. And I'm excited for football season. I think I've said this spiel probably four times now, but none of them have recorded. But I'm excited. <laughs> the summer sucks for sports. Football's back. It makes me feel like I have something to do on Saturday night and less of a loser. So, are you excited? I am. Uh, I think last season, you know, we won, what, nine games. So, that um, while that's fun, that also sets a lot of expectations and hope for the next season. So, I think we uh, we got to get it somewhat done this year. I don't – I understand the D-line took a big hit, but – if you're a program, then you have depth, and I, I think we kind of do. So um, I expect big things. I think there's two things there that are interesting. The expectations, right? The expectations are state fans' worst nightmare. Historically, just every time you get excited for something, just the opposite happens. But like you just said, there's depth now, and it's a little bit different. I think the program's in different shape than – it, you know, it has been in the past. At least I hope so. At least that's what I—that's what I want to believe. Um, it's supposed you, to be right. <laughs> it's supposed to be right. You look at the recruiting and all the other stuff that's going away. Sure, you lose a lot of defensive line talent, but you have talent on the other positions. Uh, unlike you have, you know, unlike before, right? We have one year we have a really good NFL draft, and the next year it's drop off because you don't have the talent. But in theory, this year you have that same talent. You should have another good NFL draft year. I think that's what building a program is all about. I think that's what's what's exciting to me about this season. It's like it's maybe the next step and then it's the right step in the next uh, you know going forward, right? It's it's a way to build and see things um, progressing that makes you excited to be to be a fan and makes you have those expectations. And at least this year they feel like they're a little bit more warranted than in the past. Is that a crazy thought? No, I, I think it's fair. Um I, see, I'm one that's always more pessimistic. So if I'm optimistic, right. then you know it should be the way it is, which means it'll just—it's <laughs> just, just going to go to shit. I mean, there's no other way around it. But uh, I mean, we've got—I mean, family's got a good shot at being the first quarterback taken in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely first round, at least. Uh, I think we've probably got the deepest receiving core in the conference, um, which is saying something. I mean, some people might argue that, but, uh, I mean, we should be a uh, what, fun and gun type offense, uh, see how the running game does. I mean, defense is going to be the question, but uh, I think there was enough depth left and uh, a little more experience in the secondary can't hurt either. So I think we'll be all right. Yeah, I think it's a different – Era. It's a different era in football where you don't need to have that lockdown defense in order to, to win games. I mean, you need to be good enough where they're not scoring every play against you, but you don't need to be, you know, whole pitching shutouts every year. I mean, that's or every game. I think that's just not, that's not reasonable because the guys, teams are running these spreads, they're running four wise. There's a lot of talent out there. It's, it's hard to do. So you just need to be good enough to make some stop, make some big plays. And I think we have enough talent to do that. I think there's enough guys that can make big plays. 
that the defense should be good enough that if the offense is as good as everybody expects, and, and not only Finley, right, you have a first-rounder potential with Kelvin Harvin too. I mean, that's that's pretty solid right there. If the offense is, is, is what everybody thinks it's going to be, or at least close to it, then the defense just has to be not awful. I agree. Yeah. But what's your what's your overall outlook? I don't think we need to go through every game. Um, I, we'll probably pick up some key games. So but what's your overall outlook, over or under eight wins? Mm. Mm. Uh, I would have said eight. So um, <laughs> an over under there, I, I would probably go under. Um, you know, I would say that the West Virginia game is something extra tough that we didn't have last year, but I think Notre Dame, I mean, they're about the same caliber. So, uh, I don't know. I think we'll know how the season's going to go after this or after the West Virginia game. I think that'll show a lot, but if, if I had to go over under, I'd probably go the the seven route. Seven and a seven. Not, I mean, bowl. yeah. I mean, historically, nine wins is not us. So I, it's hard for me to say. Oh, we're definitely doing that two years in a row. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah, I agree. I think that West Virginia and the Marshall game even are two games that are going to be uh, indicative of what we'll expect. And West Virginia, I mean, they're good. They're, they're they're a trendy pick. They're similar to what we were last year, trendy pick for the, the playoff as a dark horse type deal. And but I don't know if they're they're that good. I think they're comparable on offense. I don't know what the defense for West Virginia is like. I think that yes, game you do. will be They're in the Big Twelve. <laughs> you know what it is. Okay. Fair enough. I think that game will be uh, <laughs> there'll be a lot of points in that game and it'll be last man standing kind of thing. Yeah, I would take uh, the over. Yeah, take the over. Whatever it is, take the over. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be, you know, everybody's just writing, well, the outsiders are writing that game off for us. And I don't think that's the case. I think that game is going to be, uh, it's going to be a very good game. It's probably going to be one of the most underrated games across the country this year. I think, it'll just, at least from an entertainment standpoint, it should be really good. And I, and I think you're right. I think the game's going to be indicative of it. And then going the next week on the road to Marshall, Who's not a bad team? They gave us fits last year. Um, you know that'll be, you know, can they rebound from whatever happens with versus West Virginia and get the W on the road at Marshall? I, think I will say, uh, I think we win the West Virginia game. I do too. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Everybody's on their their hype train, but yeah, their defense is not. I mean, they're they're a one sided team. Um, that's why you don't see Big Twelve teams in the playoff, you know. Right, right. Or I guess you do, but you saw how it worked out. Um, <laughs> so uh, I think offensively, we're a lot of problems with it for them. I think our defense should be good enough to can you know get a couple of stops, and I think that would be the difference. But we'll right. see. Yeah, it's so early. I mean, uh, thankfully, we get to see a little bit from them. They play Tennessee this weekend. Uh, you know, so Woof. Will... <laughs> no, I, won't, I won't dredge that up for you, but at least we get to see a little bit from West Virginia. I think that kind of 
put some things on tape for us, which will be good. They will score a lot more points on Tennessee than they'll score on State. I'll say that. Oh, wow. Um, Tennessee's not there. They're, they're just not there yet. So uh, right. they're going from a 4-3 to a 3-4. The talent's not where it should be. First game, that was a, kind of a shit draw for your first game as a head coach, a neutral site <laughs> game against, you know, a Heisman favorite. Right. But anyway, uh, yeah, don't if they if they school Tennessee that that's not state it'll be a different thing. So all right, uh, you mentioned one dimensional teams, and so uh, the other trendy pick for the ACC is Boston College. How do you feel about Boston College coming to Carter Finley? Um, I mean they're a quarterback and a running back. I, they're trendy because they had because they were both what true freshmen last year, right? Uh, the quarterback yeah. and running back, I believe. So they have a returning – that running back is legit. I will say that. But um, I don't think that they're better than us necessarily. If they are, then the Tom O'Brien model works and that you can coach anybody as long as it's in your system because they can't recruit like we do. Right. So, um, I mean, we went up there and beat them last year. I, I, yeah, I would take I, our quarterback over theirs, so it's just a battle of the running backs. I don't, I don't know. Their running back's really good. I'll give them that. Their quarterback coming off the ACL injury. I mean, I, I don't understand the love for Boston College. I'm honestly not sure where that hype is coming from, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm glad we do have them at home, even though I think they beat us last time they were here. I think it's a different, a different time. Uh, they're going to be chasing us a lot. It'll be interesting to see how they keep up. I will say if Boston College wins the division before we do, I'm jumping off a fucking building. <laughs> but anyway, get back to regular schedule programming. <laughs> uh, hopefully you're safe on that one this year at least. <laughs> Christ almighty, that would be awful. Uh, <laughs> everybody's favorite, Clemson. Uh, I mean, there almost seems like a lock to go to the playoff, which is interesting considering – They've had a tough time. I say tough time. They've they've won the Atlantic and they've won the conference pretty much the last I don't know how many years in a row. But they've had a tough time. They've lost they lost to Pitt. They lost to Syracuse. They should have lost to us a few times. Um, I I don't, I don't know. I'm just I'm unsure what Clemson's going to do on the offensive side. Uh, they have enough talent to be good, but that's the one I think probably. Everybody feels confident picking the L there. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it was the next one on the schedule after Boston College. Clemson? Is that what you yeah. said? Uh, you can't ever just assume we're going to lose to Clemson. I know. It's, it's crazy. I, I, I'll, I'll, let me get into this. I mentioned it on the um, our buddy Hokie Smashes podcast, the all-ACC podcast this summer. that, And I got some emails about it from – from some folks like they said I was crazy that <laughs> when I was going through the schedule I said 12 and 0 right and I didn't mean that they're going to go undefeated right that's not realistic but what I what I was trying to emphasize and what I was saying is that this this year's unlike any other year and even last year was too where I don't think there's a game that you can't win and right. they're going to be they're going to be in most of these games and I think that's a different that's a different place for this program to be in. And that's what I was trying to say. Like, I'm not going to go through the schedule and say, hey, we're going to lose this game. We're going to win this one. I think every game they can win, they have a chance. They, they can compete with any of these teams. And that's just 
that's a great feeling, but it's just kind of uncharted territory for a state fan. And that's what I was saying when I when I said twelve and zero. Like that's a little bit crazy, but you never know. I've seen weirder things happen. I've seen Wake Forest win the ACC before, so I don't. Know. I mean, I, I think I don't know Clemson. I think um, that's hit. Or, that's the one. If we beat Clemson, we've got a shot at winning the the division. I think people are still high on Florida State, and I'm not really sure why. Um, right. Not this year, not first year coach. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I was listening uh, to Al kick the coverage driving to work yesterday, and there was a guy on who was hyping them up as uh, a possible playoff sleeper. Jeez. And I just, I don't understand. I don't see that. Um, so I think, you know, if, if we can get by Clemson, then. Uh, I don't. I don't think Florida State poses that big of a problem. I say that so we'll beat Clemson and lose to Florida State. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I could see us finishing second in the division uh, this year, which is another step up. So, absolutely. Um, I, general consensus is everybody has us behind Florida State, Clemson, Louisville. Same typical spot, fourth spot. I, Louisville, I we're behind them in a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, Who I, who's who's Louisville's quarterback? I have no idea. <laughs> Dude, uh, the guy's name is Pass. That's all I know. Um, what is the the line for that Alabama game? Um, twenty five, I think. Twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that's going to be nasty. So. Yeah, I think that'll that'll be interesting. Uh, Louisville's wide receiver for talking some serious trash. I don't know if, if everybody saw it, but they were like. We expect to score every play or every time we touch the ball or something stupid like that against the Alabama defensive backs. I'm like, shit. You're crazy. I mean, their receiving core is good, but. Uh, yeah. And honestly, uh, that's Alabama's weak point this year. So Louisville might score. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick Alabama to cover, but it'll be damn close. I, I might take Louisville on the points. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about, you know. Petrino will have some tricks up his sleeve for the offense, but I don't. I'm not picking anything Alabama. On the first <laughs> that's, that's risky. Um, I don't know, man. I feel I feel uh, I feel okay about the season. I think that's the the general point is that I feel pretty good. I think everybody should feel pretty good. I think program's going in the right direction, and and that's the exciting part. That's what makes me want to go out every Saturday, and, and I can't wait. Yeah. All right, let's take some – we got some questions from the crowd here. Uh, I'll, let, I'll answer this first one, and I'll give you a second one. Uh, is Tyler Baker Williams listed as the or backup with Ricky Person a cause for concern? Uh, no, and I, I can't say I've seen much on Tyler Baker Williams, but he is um, supposedly a very good athlete, played a bunch of different positions in high school. And when you know Person and Penix were hurt, uh, by all accounts, Baker Williams did a really good job filling in. I don't expect him to get much run at running back. I think they're probably taking it a little bit easy with Person and maybe slow playing it. They're going to ride Gillespie as much as possible, but you'll see Ricky in there, and I don't know how much you'll see Tyler Baker Williams. I don't think there's any cause for concern. Those guys just need to stay healthy. If they do, then that's going to be uh, – 
kind of a big advantage for us given they'll probably go three, even four wide probably quite a bit. And anybody should be able to run, especially a guy like Reggie or, you know, a highly touted uh, recruit should be able to run when you're spread out pretty well like that. So I don't think there's any cause for concern. Next question from same guy. Second question. Thoughts on the new uniforms? Have you seen the new ones, the new fonts and all that jazz they're talking about? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a get off my lawn type of old man. I'm a <laughs> traditionalist. Uh, I'm not big on the wolf on the helmet. Oh. Everybody's going to hate on me for that. It's cool every once in a while. And I think I enjoyed it when it was a random thing, but I don't like it being used every week. Um, bring it out for big games, uh, night games, something like that. Um, put the block S back on the helmet. I'm sorry. That's just me. The new fonts, oh, man, I don't I care. Wolf. Eh. <laughs> yep. If the it were up to me, the old diamond something. monogram would be on the uh, helmet. So, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'm pro wolf. And the reason is every time I would travel and I'd wear my NC state red visor with the block S on it, you don't know how many times I'm looking at it right now. How many times? Oh, Stanford. You, you went to Stanford? I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> Not Stanford. It's got, there's an N in the C in the middle of that S. And I just yeah. got tired of hearing it. So hopefully that wolf is like a new era in branding. Um, I'm sure it's going to be. Uh, yeah, I, I like it. I'm, I'm pro I'm pro wolf. It's better than the the three wolves, uh, the old drowned rat logo they oh, had. Oh, that was, that was terrible. I mean, that was <laughs> so bad. Oh. <laughs> uh. That was the worst. I don't yeah, know that how was, many people remember that one. It was so nineties too. Like it was Yeah, it, it really was. I to be honest, that's what that font reminds me of. So hopefully it can kind of distance itself from that. Man. Yeah. That was awful. Um yeah. next question. Any chance NC players on JMU come back to Haas? I'll hang up and listen now, Micah. <laughs> um that was a nice text message there, Micah. Micah, I don't think so, and Dustin might disagree with me, but most of those guys have, like, Marcus Marshall from Raleigh and Trey Sharp, the other guy, um, wanted to come to NC State. I mean, that was that was a few years ago. I don't. I doubt those guys are probably still bitter about that. I mean, if they are, that's – I don't know. That's They got some personal issues. There's probably more about – playing in front of their family, right? If, if their family can come watch them play in Carter Finley, I think that's probably more exciting for them. Typically you see that though, those, you know, you're, and I get where you're coming from that the NC players like, Oh, they want to prove that they could play at the big school. Man, that was like Marcus Marshall went to Georgia tech. It's not like he didn't get any offers. Uh, I mean, he was Georgia tech's leading rusher for a while there and then decided to transfer. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think it's a big concern. Any concern? you i i don't think it's necessarily um like out for blood or revenge i just think they're really good um uh, this is not your you know normal cupcake game right uh they're gonna they're gonna score some points they're gonna get some stops more than likely so um i think it's it's very important not to panic if this is you know if we don't cover a spread i i don't even know if the spread's listed um i don't know what it is yeah. the, i the last i saw I, I never saw one so um I, I don't think it'll be like a three-point game but don't expect us to win by 30 either so 
Well, that's the next question I'll leave for you. Is this a trap game, or will the Wolfpack defeat the Dukes easily? I think it's an easy, well, it is a trap game, but I think we still easily win, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think as as a program, it, you know, it should we should look at it as, well, hell, they could come out and win. So we play hard enough to defeat the trap game. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas there's some, you know, teams in the past that might not have had that outlook, but I think these guys kind of know how to win now. So, Yeah, I think you look at this game, and uh, I was just listening to, I guess it was Inside Pack Sports podcast, and they had a good breakdown of it. JMU's got seven new starters on defense, and I think that's a tough matchup for them on against our offense. Yeah. They're good. I, I could see this game being like 40 to 28 or something like that. They're going to score. It's going to happen. Uh, they're good. They're a good enough team. And Mike Houston, by, I mean, if Dave Doran left last year, Mike Houston, I was going to beat the Mike Houston drum hard. That guy can coach. Uh, and he's from North Carolina. And I, th- I think they're just a good team. And so I don't think it's a – it's it's not a trap. I think we're fully aware this team is good. Um, but I don't think it's going to be an easy win. I, just, I think they're going to win, but I don't – not confident. I looked it up. There's no line um, as expected, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't – I wouldn't have bet it anyway, but – Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he is a good coach. Um, that that kind of brings up something. Um, are we going to address the uh, potential coaching change that could have happened or uh, – <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just – I'm uh, that was a really tough spot for me um, <laughs> because I'm I'm good with Dorn, right. but I'm good with Dorn at state. I think he would have not done well at all at Tennessee. Um, but then I was pissed off and didn't want him at either place. <laughs> um, so state fans are really lucky that the Tennessee search was such a snuff film um, or, or Doran could have ended up there. It would have been a disaster. He would have been fired in three years um, and state would have taken a huge step back. So uh, good on them for getting the contract done. Um, and I think both schools are better off with the, the way things turned out, but uh, you guys don't know. I, my liver couldn't handle that. It really couldn't. So uh <laughs> But I was pissed off. Uh, I, I don't believe that um, his first choice was to stay here, but that's where he's at. So we'll we'll deal with it. Yeah, I think it was it worked out for us. I mean, I, I couldn't, I can't think of a, a way it could have worked out better for us. Honestly, now he's going around saying, "Hey, I turned down the Tennessee job." Right. All right. Why would you want to go to the SEC when you can come here and look? I, I wanted to stay here, so I stayed here. You know, all those things that. And that's just contributing to his his great recruiting right now and the, the staff's great recruiting. I mean, that's just a, a drum they're going to beat the hell out of for a while. And right, could end up worse for us. I don't know. I don't know what the you know the fit at Tennessee or whatever. That's not my that's not my thing. But he fits here, and I think he kind of fits the persona that uh, of a state fan. And I think that's why he, that's why it works. 
And as long as they keep moving in the right direction, it's not, he's not going to have problems. He's not going to be, uh, I, I don't, I don't think he'll be, they'll be pushed out the door anytime soon, or I don't think he'll want to leave if he has a good year this year, just because I, he can start to finally turn that corner. And uh, yeah, it was, it was an interesting off season. That's for sure. I think, I think he bolts if he won't, if he gets the opportunity. You do? Yeah. It wasn't him turning the Tennessee job down. It was that getting oh, shut down that. on that side. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think everybody is kind of aware of that one. I think – I don't know. He was going to leave for a team that went 0-8 in the SEC last year. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, we have a good year this year. If we ever pulled out a 10-win season, I think he's gone. Probably back to the Big Ten, but he's gone. It'd be – I don't. I just don't know what job he would leave for. Like Tennessee, you can understand. It's a. It's a. It's a brand, right? It's an SEC brand. I don't know. He's not going to leave for Purdue or, uh, you know, Wisconsin's got a good thing going right now. And I just. I don't know where he would end up if he if he decided to leave. And I understand that progression when a coach decides, hey, we had a good year, let's capitalize on it. But with the recruiting class he's got coming in, which is ridiculous, and. I mean, there's there's talent there. That I don't know. I don't. I don't know the desire to leave. It'd have to be a really good gig that would make, you know, a no brainer. Right? He's not leaving for Kansas or you know, a yeah. middle, another middle tier school. It'd have to be a really good gig. And at that point, I'm not going to blame him. If he left to Tennessee. I wouldn't have blamed him. Uh, he's left. He'll be in a different position, or State will be in a different position with the next coach. Because there's that much talent here. There's so many kids that can play. There's so many good recruits. You know, assuming everybody signs and all that jazz. That if he leaves to move up, that's a good thing. We haven't had that in so long. I think you and I talked about this probably years ago. Yeah. It's always we've always fired the coach. No, we've never had a we've never been the stepping stone. So if we start to become the stepping stone for uh, you know, I don't know, Florida or Florida State or a big school or whatever it may be, then that's fine by me. That means we're getting better. It means we're winning eight, nine games every year. Cool. I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah, and if you're a stepping stone a couple of times in a row, then you stop being a stepping stone, you know? Right. So. Um, and I'm pro Mike Houston. That guy can coach. So that's how we're all bringing that all back. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other statement, this is an interesting one. This one's going to probably set both of us off here. Flyboy says, going to make a statement here. I think the – and he said Coastal, but he meant Atlantic Division has three of the top QBs in the entire country with Finley, Bryant, and DeAndre Francois. Knowing that, how do we match up against Clemson and FSU on the rest of the field if we can beat – I feel we can beat both this year. Well, give me your thoughts on that one. I mean, we don't know what Bryant's got. <laughs> I mean, I don't anyway. I don't um, – uh, he's Okay. Uh, Francois, uh, I, I was on the Francois hype train Ooh. to begin with. Um, but I just, he has proven nothing. He's in a new system, new for or first year head coach, which is why I don't think Florida state's that big of a problem. But right. the more, I, the more I sit and think about it, I mean, Bryant's good, obviously. Um, but I think that, that that game's a lot more than quarterbacks. We win the quarterback battle. Um, but the, that defense, I mean, they're, they're the new Alabama. It reloads every year. So, Right. Uh, 
it's tough. Yeah, I'm surprised everybody came back in that defensive line uh, for for Clemson. That was wild. Um, I don't think I think Bryant's fine. I wouldn't put him in top um, in my top ten probably for quarterbacks in the country. I think he can run. I'm not sure he's a great passer. He's not really going to beat you on the pass. Um, and he might not even keep that job the whole year, which is the interesting part. They got that kid everybody's talking about, all the Clemson fans are raving about. So, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think Finley is a, a tier above both Brian and Francois. I was never on the Francois bandwagon. I don't. I, he just doesn't do it for me, and he is not the type of quarterback that Willie Taggart wants. I don't think Willie Taggart has the quarterback that he wants, that dual threat um, running type quarterback. I mean, Blackman's not going to beat you with his legs, and neither is Francois. Uh, they do have some great running backs, but I don't think that – I'm with you. I don't think they're they're a, a matchup concern this year. I think they're, we're going to be a bigger problem for them than they are going to be for us. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't agree with that. I think Finley is well – well above both Kelly Bryant and DeAndre Francois in terms of just being a good quarterback. I think Clemson, you know, talent across the field, especially on the defensive side, is, is better than ours. I, I could probably take our wide receivers over theirs, and then it's going to come down to, like, offensive, defensive line. I mean, Clemson's defensive line didn't change at all. They only sacked us once. They only sacked Finley once last year, and that was because he fell. So if our, def- if our offensive line can maintain – that sort of performance. I mean, that's, that's why we compete with them. Yeah. I think that'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. Uh, Over under 4,000 yards for Finley. Over. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, About about 4,400 would be my guess. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're going to throw it a lot. I think this year, that's going to be interesting. I, for like the last three years, I predicted we had two thousand yard rushers, and we didn't have it. I think they've been they've been close. I mean, if you consider they had to what twenty five hundred with um, Hines, Gillespie, and J Sam. I think that's pretty good. I'll give that. I think this year we're probably, we might have two thousand yard receivers. Yeah, that's my bold prediction. And I think Myers is just going to have a field day in the slot. They're going to just chew him up, chew nickels and linebackers up with him. He's so good. And everybody knows about Kelvin Harmon. That's kind of the obvious one. Um, all right, we got a, a big announcement here. This is, this is Dustin's last official podcast as my co-host. I am sad. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do without him, to be honest. He's put all these things together. Um, Dustin, what's up, man? Uh, just uh, there's only so many hours in the day. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, I noticed last season I was coming in unprepared and just mumbled a lot and talked out of my ass, kind of <laughs> like I did today. Um, so uh, I think somebody else could be better suited for it. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if you don't find a co-host before I change my mind, I'll just come back. So uh, <laughs> and I'll come back. Open. I'll come back random times anyway when I've got something to bitch about. So uh, <laughs> that's the but, best part. Yeah, it's just like I like I mean. If if traffic were better in in Raleigh and Durham, I, I might still do it. But uh, I, I work twenty miles from home, and it's an hour commute with traffic. So, uh, oh, yeah. 
that you know a normal day turns into thirteen. So, oh, uh, that's pretty much it. But I'll come back every once in a while if I don't boot my way back in permanently again. So. <laughs> Well, I can honestly say that I wouldn't have done this without you, and I probably couldn't have done it without you. So it's been a, it's been fun. Um, I have one last question for you. And are the Fighting Mac Canada's going to beat Texas this week? Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I think so. No, I'm just kidding. No, they have no chance in hell. Um. If it were any school other than Maryland, maybe, but uh, <laughs> there's just not the talent there. Um, I, I can't see a bottom feeder in the the Big Ten having a shot against Texas. So no. Um, I, Matt Canada finally gets the head coaching job. Yeah, but what a shit draw it really is. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I'm pretty sure they're considering just changing the UMs to University of Matt Canada. So UMC. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, uh I think we'll have to have Dustin call in and leave us some voicemails on uh, our Matt Canada updates. I think that's what we can we can try. For. I mean, that was America's favorite segment last year. So, in um, Canada, no yeah. joke. I had LSU yeah. fans and, and a couple of Florida fans who would mention mention Matt Canada to us. I think it was fun. <laughs> uh, well, there's one more segment on. we got to do though before this is over. Uh, I gotta hear you. I, I gotta hear your lock of the week. Oh, my lock of the week, and I—I'll give you two. I stole this one from uh, my buddy who lives in CT. He Texas Maryland. I mean Texas is thirteen point favorite. I think they're going to crush Maryland. Um, I'll give you another one: is Wake Forest and Tulane. Wake Forest is only six point favorite against Tulane. I think they're going to—they're going to crush Tulane. Yeah, I can see that. Um. Yeah. I've, I've got a gift for all of you in my lock of the week because you can turn this into a decent gamble for your lock of the season. Um, UConn and UCF play Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And it is, let me see, uh, UCF 24. is a 23-point favorite. Yeah. Take take UCF. And, oh, yeah? Um, bet against UConn every game this year. Because, <laughs> all right, listen? okay, over the last five years, UConn is the worst team in the country at covering the spread. They have only covered thirty-two wow. percent of the time in five seasons. Holy crap! Thirty-two percent. So you've got you know a sixty-eight percent chance of winning. That's a that's a decent bet. I will bet against UConn all year as long as they're underdogs. I like it. I like it. And the, and plus should be pretty good too. Plus, yeah, they should, and and not only the the UConn history, but their shit this year too. So, um, there you go. There's your gift for the season. Pay your mortgages, folks. I did not see that one coming. I'll be honest. That was not the game <laughs> I had on my radar. I like it. Uh, as always, you can leave us a voicemail, but now you can text us. Uh, put that phone number in. I want to hear your text messages, your angry text messages during the game. Nine one nine seven six six zero zero nine six. That's all I got. That's it. One season. Go pack. Go pack.